Hello and welcome to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Diana Pizitz. Um, and what our mission here in uh, Biohacking Beauty Podcast as part of Young Goose Skincare, the brand, is really to look at um, other lifestyle choices, habits, products, etc., that would benefit our skin health that are not skincare because we believe in a holistic approach. So welcome, Diana. Please introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about you and uh, what, what brings you to talk about the subject like that. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. So I started, um, well, first of all, I'm 55 years old and I started Well Unworthy Life um, this really started as a blog. It was just going to be a blog to help. And my, my mission was to share my experiences to help other women. Okay. Because when I was in my 40s, I learned that my passion was to help women. I, mm -hmm. um, so just a little background. I have um, three sons, two brothers. I'm on my third husband. Um, wow. Let's see, I've had two fathers. So I have all these men in my life, right? And I needed yep. more women in my life. And I really found my mission and passion of working with women. So I started as a blog. Then it wasn't far into it that I started getting a lot of health and wellness questions about losing weight and things like that. Because I had, before that, I had owned a pure bar studio. So I decided to go get my health coaching certification with IIN, Institute of Integrative Nutrition in New York. And so from there, I, started, I became more of a health coach rather than just a blogger. Um, and now I have a podcast as well, Well Unworthy Life. And I have just created a new program called Balance. And it's all about helping women in their 40s and 50s to find their purpose, to lose that belly fat, and to age gracefully, to feel their best and know that the second chapter of their life can even be better than the first. That is actually, first of all, it's an amazing story. And I am very excited uh, to talk to you about your new program, Balance, because if I could really distill the value I wanted to give uh, in this podcast to the person who is listening to it is, let's say, is really that, that balance is how we, we, we can talk about strategies to maintain our youth and our health and our um, vitality for hours. We're not going to have enough time in the day to perform all of these tasks. So finding a balance is kind of the main goal of uh of of living healthy right so so i think your program is amazing yeah i think you know after working with so many different women i mean we all want the same thing we want balance but what balance looks to one looks like to one person may not be the other person and balance isn't perfection right balance mm -hmm. is just finding at this point in your life what is balance for you and I think that deciding what your goals are and then deciding, okay, how far am I willing to go for this goal to keep the rest of my life in balance? I understand. And how do you divide it as far as um, 
as an approach? Do you have different categories like uh, nutrition, exercise? I know you're really yeah. big on on specific exercise for for your age group and, and etc. Uh, yeah. So what are the rubrics that you divided to? Well, so I think it all first starts with mindset, which people don't even, you know, I think mindset is the key component to anything. And it seems to be something like that people don't think you can really uh, learn, but I think you can learn mindset. And so that's where we start. We start with mindset and really digging into what mindset is. Um, I've developed this mass method to help people hone in on their goals and decide how they're going to get there. Because if you don't have a plan, you can't get to where you want to go, right? I mean, it's just like right. if I was going to come visit you, where do you live now? Where are you? We're in South Florida. Okay. So if you're in South Florida and I didn't know how, um, if I didn't have a map to get to you, I couldn't get there, right? I might just right. drive in circles around Birmingham for a while. <laughs> and I think that's the key. We have to first start with that mindset. And then we move into, from there, we go into talking about nutrition and nourishing our bodies correctly. And if we don't nourish our bodies correctly, I mean, you know, gosh, we're not even going to feel good. Um, plus, be able to do anything else. <clears throat> then from there, we're going to move into um, hormone health, which is really important as we age. Oh my gosh, you know, perimenopause, menopause, after menopause, all those fun things, which honestly, that could be a whole course in itself. I actually took a six month course on it last year and um, it's amazing. I mean, when I start trying to pull out the information that I want to share, it's like so like I said, it could be a whole course in itself. Um, then we're going to talk about movement, movement at this stage of our life, because movement and what that looks like. I mean, again, it's so different for everybody. And as we age, we have more aches and pains and we have to be more careful. Our bones aren't as flexible, you know, just all of our joints. Maybe they are, but maybe we've been more sedentary. Maybe we've been at a desk job for longer than we should be. Um, and then we're going to follow it up with, gosh, probably another one of my more important things is stress management. Because yeah. stress management, um, and I was even thinking about that with skincare and skin health, that stress on your body can show up in your skin so much, right? A hundred percent. First of all, when you say I love kind of reminding people that our skin is our largest organ. Mm -hmm. It is an organ. Yeah. And then when we say, you know, blah, 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 our body, we really mean our, our organs, right? Like the, the, mm -hmm. the, the totality of our organs. And the skin is the outer layer of our body. And that is definitely going to react to stress. We also know, by the way, that part of the reason uh, people have gray hair when they're getting stressed out is because of a, I'm not going to get into it, but it's a depletion of stem cells in our hair. And because stem cells are so popular now in skincare and in the procedures, etc., we can understand how by, you know, elevated levels of stress, we are depleting our body of its vital 
building blocks that it needs to use to maintain our health. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. I mean, I and I don't know, like I said, I'm not a science person, so I don't know the science, but I can see it firsthand on people. You know, yeah. you can tell the stress can take its toll on people. You can look at their face and know right away. Um, yeah. And, you know, environmental stress, but also emotional stress. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So then at the end of it, so it's a six week at the end, we put it all together. And, you know, I always tell people like at the end of the six weeks, you're not going to have perfect balance in your life, but you're going to have the steps and the tools to get you there. Um, most likely from there, and we're going to go into a membership type of monthly thing that will work every month. We'll work on something um, in particular. We'll have a focus, but um, I'm really excited. I just released it. I, first of all, I'm really excited to, to learning more about it. And I really, really like two things that you said. First of all, is, is of course, by the end of six weeks of anything, we're not going to be perfect, right? If that were, were, were the case, any degree in the university would just be six weeks and we're good to go just perform, you know, as the best practitioner of that, of that uh, discipline. But I remember a... a um, a coaching course I, I did probably 20 years ago, maybe even more. And they were talking about developing the framework, the language framework. So if an architect and I or you were to look at a building, the language that we would be using is completely different. We won't be able to even describe what maybe you would, I would not describe what we want. We know what pretty is, but we can't describe what you should do to get there. So developing the uh, framework of language of what we need to do is something that is so overlooked. And then I really, really, really like the idea that obviously membership is important also because when you commit to something on a monthly basis and you do fork out that, that right. money, you are more committed but it's, it's, it goes both ways. You also want that person to be committed to you. You want that person where you'd be embarrassed if you didn't do anything that, that you committed to do, et cetera. You know, um, it's super, super important having that person that walks you through, through a process and coaches you through it. Well, and the other thing I feel like that is very important is the community aspect of it, because community is so important, right? And I believe like this age, in fact, it's so funny because I, I want to study this a little bit more. I keep hearing this invisible women syndrome. I've heard it from some of my clients and I've never heard it before, but I think that as we women age, we do become more invisible mm -hmm. and not all the time and i'm not saying it's for everybody but i think that we may be overlooked a little bit um, we may not be as relevant and so i think it's important for us to understand um, and and be as a community together and be like learn from our younger generation but know that we have a lot to give back too um, I, like I said, I think the community aspect and, and being together with like-minded women going through the same stages in life and having discussions that you wouldn't necessarily have just 
even with your girlfriend. You're reminding me, you remind me a book called, and also about um, uh, hormonal health. Have you ever heard about the book Moody Bitches? No, but I got to get the, it. Listen, the, the, obviously the title is, is a clickbaity title, mm-hmm. but this is an amazing book um, described by a physician describing um, uh, women's health, you know, pre and postmenopausal. Highly recommended. And, you know, it's an interesting way to look at the invisible woman syndrome. Maybe it is the realization that you are not a part of whatever community you've just kind of maybe graduated from, right? And I think it's genius Mm -hmm. to just say, hey, we're we're a different community now and we should address ourselves as a different community. That's definitely a big part of it and when we look at um blue zones which blue zones in the world are uh, places where people exceed lifespan you know statistically by a certain amount uh like okinawa in japan or sardinia in uh in italy and what we see there aside from uh their their uh eating habits etc we do see a very strong sense of community. So even if someone just wants to look better, I do think a community is a big part of it and a very overlooked part of it. Community and purpose, right? They all have to have, they, they have more purpose too. I, I love that. I love all those studies. I've read some of those and I'm like, and that's so true um, because if you can get excited about things and you can, I don't know, it's just really, um, it, that really, excites me. And I think that's what's helped me transition to this stage of my life. When I was 43, I think I was 43 or 44, I thought, I thought life was kind of over as I knew it, not over, but I just, I didn't think I could do anything um, new and different. And I was so, I don't know why I, I thought that time had kind of passed me by. Some of yeah. the things I had wanted to do when I was younger, I thought it was too late. One of them was lead exercise. I had always wanted to, you know, be a, um, uh, back in the day, the step aerobic uh, teacher. And I was married to a man who was very narcissistic and believed that I should just stay home with the kids, which I don't, I loved every minute of that, but I would have loved to have had like a side gig, you know, uh-huh. and, um, and so I thought it was too late. And guess what? It wasn't. At 44, I had some young girls encourage me to become a pure bar instructor. And then I went on to own my own pure bar for about six or seven years. And um, so, and then on to this and keep reinventing myself, which I think is, I think it's important as we get older to keep changing things up. Yes. First of all, if we parcel, first of all, Nowadays, the average uh, life or the average span of, you know, of a person staying at the same job on average is like eight years. Mm-hmm. So if you really want, want to be truthful with, you, with yourself, I don't think you have a choice. You got to reinvent yourself. It is part of that, that um, treadmill of a life we're running on. So that is very important, I think, to realize that it's, Almost not even your choice. Of course, you always have a choice to sit down 
on the in the bleachers and watch life pass you by. But if you want to be an active player, reinventing yourself is part of it, especially now that people do live longer, they can, you know, implement themselves in different aspects. It's so, the world is advancing so fast, keeping up is, is a part. Oh, it's so fast. I mean, that's what another friend of mine and I were talking about the other day, just, I mean, just trying to learn all the Instagram stuff and all the Instagram reels and, you know, everything's changing constantly, but you know, that's what keeps our mind sharp. And honestly, yes. I believe that's part of the thing that keeps us young and keeps us relevant, um, you know, and uh, being able to keep up with our grandchildren too. What is amazing is that um, obviously when you're learning something new, even if you're realizing something is challenging and you need to learn it, part of the learning process is mild irritation. We gotta, you know, we gotta address that because it's it's there. And I'm not again, I'm gonna address it very shortly, but when in the study when when people were were introduced with a way to stimulate different part of, parts of their brain and different emotions, the emotion that was stimulated the most by choice, even more than orgasm, <laughs> was mild irritation. Really? And the reason is, is because this is when your brain actually gets the most breakthroughs and gets the most knowledge kind of embedded uh, and, and, and saved. So, <laughs> for me, with for someone with you know ADHD and um, a lot of you know maybe we'll call them like uh, restricting beliefs about my ability to to sit down and, le and learn something. Every time the smile irritation pops up, I remind myself that this is a state of heightened learning. So so that's yeah, I think it's very important. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a big believer. Again, it all goes back to when I became a pure bar instructor. And I remember I was in my, like I said, I was like 44 at the time. And my, the, all the girls in our studio were in their 20s. And I went to training with all these girls in their 20s. Even did this with my yoga training also. I, I went to yoga certification. And um everybody's younger and so I saw it did take me longer to learn I'm not gonna lie it really did take me longer to learn but I did I can learn it yep um you know it just takes me a little bit longer that's okay yeah. and uh, maybe yeah first of all we can't we can't ignore the fact that that learning does take more time as we grow older but maybe part of it is because we do have a lot of reference points that we do need to consider and someone who is younger does not have those reference points. So even if they do know something or they've learned it faster, they might not have the same connotations as you would have when you have more overall experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when, when you're doing this, this program, do you do you address skin health in general? Do you do you do No, you, do you know, um, I think to me, um, the only thing I would say that I do believe that there's a couple of factors that I think affect. Now, again, I do not know science. You know all that a lot better than I do. But that I, in my experience, 
um, there's a couple of things that I think are important in skin health. One is hydration. Just like you said, our skin is our largest organ and water is the number one thing. We have to drink lots of water and it shows in our skin when we don't. So, 100%. you know, I think, so in that way, I think, yes, Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I also think that what we put in our body, again, if we, if we crap, we eat a bunch of sugar and, you know, and all this stuff, I mean, yeah, it's going to affect our skin. 100%. One thing that, um, I've noticed in the last year, I've gone alcohol free and my skin is better than ever because of that. I've even had people comment about that. Um, I'm not suggesting everybody go alcohol free. It was just for me, it was something I wanted to kind of experiment with. And I, um, and so I've decided to try it. And because um, honestly, you know, alcohol was giving me headaches. It affected me differently as I got older. And um, now I, I love it. I love the way I feel but I do love the way my skin looks because when I was drinking red wine, I'm like, I would get all red right through here, right? It's like, not good luck. Yeah. Um, I was one yeah. of those people, especially the more I drank, the redder my nose would get. So it was awful. Uh, but so, you know, those things I think are very important. I think exercise is important for our skin health. I think, you know, all the things that we talk about in balance, like I said, stress, it's hugely important. Um, yes. But I think another thing that's important, well, a couple other things. And I think some people have good genes. You know, Correct. they just have good genes and no matter what they do, their just skin looks good, whatever. Um, but I think that using sunblock is huge, huge. And I can see that between me and my mother. So my mom was a tennis player and she never used sunblock, never, ever, ever. I mean, you know, to her credit, she's not alive anymore, but if she were alive, she would be 80. So she died five years ago at 75. Sorry, but yeah. she, um, she, from the time, I mean, they, we didn't even have sunblock when I was little that I remember. And so she started playing tennis at age 30 in, in Florida, she lived in Florida and you know, she was out in the sun all the time. I mean, her skin would get so dark. So as she aged, she had a lot more wrinkles. Her skin was tougher. She was still beautiful. She was always beautiful still to me. And I think to everybody um, because her personality came out, but she had been a model when she was younger. And mm -hmm. I think that she'd done that. And the other thing is she the only maintenance she did, she never did Botox or, um, you know, she did, she didn't really, I never remember her really talking about skincare to me. It was my friends that really said to me, you need to think about skincare. It wasn't that I learned it from my mother, but um, she never did like maintenance. Like I do Botox, a little bit of filler. I do a little bit of maintenance on my skin so that, um, that it doesn't, you know, yeah. look. First, firstly, you know what, 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 what arises to me from what you're saying is, 
I know you, I, well, you've stated that you don't address skincare in, gen, in, 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 in your program, but the first thing that we, that we have to realize is that our biological age, so the age that we truly are, um, not our chronological age, what it says in our ID, but the age that our body is, is truly, truly is, definitely appears on our skin. It, 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 there's, there's, very, there's very strong correlation between the two. So if you're maintaining a healthier body, definitely you're gonna have a healthier uh, skin. But really the same way um, we won't be able to see another roll of fat immediately after we went out of our McDonald's uh, binge meal, the same way small decisions do add up. It's that McDonald's the next day and the next day and the next day that is going to add up and you're gonna wake up one day without the ability to get out of bed or something like that. So the same way when you develop a good system of habits or a good way to communicate with yourself and make uh, good choices, that is going to translate to good skin in whichever way you're, you're looking at it. So I, I do like your approach of, of, of maintaining uh, good habits. That is, to me, the number one most important thing in life to understand that every decision we make, it, it has a net positive or net negative uh, value. And that's okay if, if, if you're into balance and which everyone should be, and you calculate it within your, your, your balance, Fantastic, but recognizing and being cognizant to that is, is super important. Right, I, I totally, totally agree. You know, it's funny because I, being 55, as I've aged, I like, sometimes I'll turn around, I'll see a friend and I'm like, oh my heavens, what happened? <laughs> because it, can, it does sneak up on you yep. if you're not careful. And I do think one of the things, like I said, my mother never introduced me to skincare, but uh, my friends um, have really played a big role in that. And one friend in particular, Kathy Williamson, who um, I was telling you earlier, the middle page blog, she's, she really was always telling me, you know, eye cream and all that kind of stuff underneath your eyes. And, um, but, um, but so I, I really do believe all these good products and making sure that they are good products, right? Um, because I think that, and the good, the sunblock, I mean, to me that, that, and it has to be the right sunblock and you have to reapply it. I mean, all those things play such a huge role in it to me. Sure. Um, and the other thing, and I don't know if this plays a big role, I really don't know, but I have always, and I think this probably starts with, um, how you take care of yourself. So um, overall, I have never, not one time in my life ever gone to bed with my makeup on, ever. Wow. Ever. But I mean, like I take care of myself. So I mean, like, why would I not wash my face and take care of myself? Yes. If I love Abe Lincoln's uh, quote. An ounce of of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Yeah, I think that is literally what would make or break your skin as you grow older. Because what happens to us really is the accumulation of damage in every level, 
And yeah, we can try and repair that damage. Normally what, what we're trying to do is not to equate it to Botox because Botox obviously doesn't repair any damage. Right. But really what we're trying to do is look at a specific repercussion of, of, of damage and then try to reverse engineer, okay, how do we, how do we treat it? How does it look if I didn't have that damage, et cetera? Mm-hmm. And our approach also as a company, but also as, as, as a kind of as PSA is that the damage that has been done is very hard to overturn and it's better to prevent it in the first place. And that is kind of uh, the approach we took with our product. So what we, we have a care line, which is our main line. And what is special with that line is not a product that says, you know, let's delete your wrinkle, let's tighten your skin. That is, again, it's going to happen, a small amount of it is going to be, it's going to happen through that. But what we're really trying and doing is preventing damage to the genes that control aging and repair the mechanism that protects your gene from, or protects your, your cells from aging in the first place. Mm-hmm. So exactly like good habits, we're trying to give a product that would treat kind of the, the all-encompassing cause of aging, which is that accumulation of damage, which again, I think we're in agreement that this is the most important. And I wanted to let you know, whatever you're doing, you should just continue doing that because your skin looks <laughs> amazing. Well, but I assume that, that, again, if we talk about genetics, that was something that, that you've been you had you've been fortunate to have all, all your life I assume. yeah I mean like I said my mother was beautiful she was a model yeah. and um so she I think she did have good skin even though she didn't take care of it like she should have taken care of it but um but and I do like I said I do try to use very good products because I do think that good products it's almost like you pay for what you get. I mean, I really do believe that. I believe that you want to make sure it has the right ingredients in it, um, that you're not putting more toxins in your body, right? Because a lot of uh, a lot of the skincare, you have to be very careful because there's a lot of skincare out there that have toxins that, I mean, in, in fact, I don't know exactly. You probably know this better than I do, but... Um, United States is not regulated very good when it comes to uh, skincare and beauty products. No, and the, and the way I like to explain it is, first of all, the way that you formulate a product mainly is not, you know what, let me, let me explain it differently. There was a problem in, in the United States recently with vaping, right? With vaping oh, uh-huh. uh, products. And the problem was not that an, an ingredient that we didn't know about was suddenly used or something that, you know, people disregarded the, uh, the, the caution uh, from the FDA. What really happened is when you took something from its natural state and you changed it to something else through, through, through heat, and then this nice vitamin E that, that, that we can apply on our skin and we can uh, ingest became something very harmful because we heated it up and changed it completely. And that is one of the challenges of, of skincare is that the fact that we have an ingredient written doesn't mean that we know what this ingredient, what someone did to that ingredient. 
By the way, if we look at a cheap product, we really should be asking the same way we can buy organic meat, which would be beef, right? right. It's going to be organic. It's going to be grass-fed. It's going to be the best meat. The, the cow was maybe massaged every day. I don't know what the best cow in the world. And it can be, I don't want to trash McDonald's too much, but what McDonald's <laughs> or any fast food brand does, which is buy very old cattle just before it dies and, and uses this meat. So the fact that both of them came from, that they have the same name, doesn't mean they have the same values. And in skincare um, sourcing, we see the same, where your integrity really plays a role as to where you source your ingredients from. And it's something that is very, very, very tricky to explain to the end consumer. The fact that it says retinol doesn't mean every retinol is the same. Right. Um, yeah. So. So I agree with you. And um, what is very interesting is that the same way that you can go overboard with it, with in any area in life, workout, you can eat too much of, of a of a good food, and you're gonna you're not gonna get good benefits. By the way, olive oil is one of the most most interesting um, aspects of that, mm -hmm. uh, where it can, it can, it can be very beneficial, also anti-aging in very low amounts, but in high amounts, it's toxic. Uh, so, so the same way, if you, if you were to use a good ingredient for a very long time and, and you kind of use it too much, it can, be, can be, give you adverse effects. So yeah, you've you got to keep it in mind and, and be holistic. So as far as you, you are concerned mm -hmm. as a person, what do you do on a daily basis to maintain balance or to what are your healthy habits? Well, first of all, I drink lots of water. I mean, that, that's like yep. a non-negotiable for me. Um, yep. So I drink, I mean, I pretty much the only thing I drink in the day, I drink my coffee in the morning, then I drink water nonstop. So I probably take in, I, I, I don't even know how much water because I love water. <laughs> like I drink so much of it. And then I'll drink green tea or uh, maybe chamomile tea at night. Um, so that to me is, you know, important. The other thing that I feel like I do that starts my day off healthy, because I, I believe it's how we start our day. Yeah. And I have like a morning ritual that I really, um, I'm big into morning routines um, and it doesn't have to be perfect all the time. And so it's, it's about getting up, washing my face, brushing my teeth, fixing my coffee, drinking my water, then coming in my office, sitting down, reading a devotional, you know, journaling a little bit, going through some affirmations, visualizations, breathing and then you know most days i like to exercise i try to get the exercise in first thing in the morning if i can't do it first thing in the morning then i definitely try to get in before noon but that sets my day up because i'm more apt to make than healthy choices on how i eat and um and just the way i spend the rest of my day 
So mm -hmm. I think it all starts in the morning, like your attitude, your mindset, and constantly working on your mindset and being better. Um, you know, I like, like, I don't think there's one size fits all. And I think finding this year has been a very interesting year, right? With COVID and everything. Yeah. And so I was one of these people who I found my passion of helping women. Well, as a coach, I spend a lot of time on my phone, right? Texting and checking in and all this stuff. And I would do it at night when my husband was around. And guess what? That wasn't real healthy for my relationship. Nope. <laughs> and remember, I said I'm on my third marriage. We want yes, this one to stick. So it helps me. And then the other thing, it, it really that really helps me think, you know what? That's not what I want for my uh -huh. relationships. I wouldn't recommend that to my client. So why would I do that? So finding the balance of work, right? And you know, the other thing is I have a granddaughter and I want to spend time with her. And so again, finding the balance to where I can fit her in during the day so that I'm not working nonstop, you know? And I think that that's, so luckily I have a job that I can manage my schedule, but that means I have to be very time efficient, right? And learn how to, and learn to say no to things that, I might want to do, yes, but that's going to be meaning that I'm going to have to say no to something else that I really, really want to do. Yeah. So I think that's about, you know, creating balance. So do you, do you adhere, first of all, beautiful. Do you uh, work with a schedule where you schedule things, you know, far ahead? So you, so you can have those, win those windows where you dedicate to something else than work to your personal life or do you just uh you know play it by ear and, and make decisions on the fly how how do you know i have to i plan at least a week in advance i like to plan further my husband doesn't like to plan, plan like i do but i try to explain to him like because he like he he has a family business to where he he's got other people running the show when he's not around right so yeah. we travel or we used to travel a lot we don't travel as much but hopefully one day we will be traveling again like that and but we do have a second home at the beach and so he'll just like want to go there all of a sudden I'm like no I have to plan things out so because I, I and so even with my granddaughter my whole idea was that we would just play it by ear right well, that doesn't work all the time. Um, I know I've had to cancel on you a couple of times because of my granddaughter, because my my uh, grand uh, my daughter-in-law's uh, grandmother died, and so I did have to step in. Um, but I really like so I, I've even set with them certain days. Okay, so this is my day with Marlo, and so that I know that I don't plan anything else. This uh -huh. last has not gone according to plan because like I said the grandmother passed away and so that's added a whole nother we've had to change days up and change everything around but hopefully now we're back on a schedule because I can't really work if I'm not you know I have to you know uh make plans for recording podcasts you know just all the stuff we have to do as entrepreneurs yeah. you know? 
I, I, I can really relate to your husband. One of our, one of my uh, big challenges is, is scheduling because for the longest time, my philosophy was just go pedal to the metal, just go full throttle all the time, a hundred percent all the time. And then if something's important enough to distract you, it, it will. And you learn that first of all, you can burn out, which is not good for balance. And the second thing is you've learned that um, that's not the best algorithm to prioritizing what's really important. Mm -hmm. If I just address whatever's burning right now and, uh, and, and go to the next thing, you tend to leave a lot, a lot, a lot of loose ends mm -hmm. and you tend to neglect, um, you're not prioritizing. So definitely that is my challenge day to day, but I can definitely relate, relate yeah. to your husband. And I'm jealous of people that are like my significant other that are uh, very structured and, and have that innate structure mm -hmm. um, to their life. So well, honestly, I'm more of a free for all, like, like normally, but I've learned being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and to be able to prioritize to really and like I said I've just really started doing that this year um you know it because it's it's important you know if I want to have my business it's important to prioritize those things but I also become very clear and that's the other thing why I created this program because I was doing a lot of different things and I've decided this is my thing Mm -hmm. So I won't be doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. I won't be um, doing another program that I was coaching. I want to zero in, and this is my program, and this is where my focus will be when I'm with my clients, because this is what I'm very passionate about. And then I'm going to travel with my husband. We're going to have a blast. And then I'm going to enjoy my granddaughter and I'm going to enjoy my boys. I have three sons, three grown sons, and I want to enjoy them as adults, you know? Yes, yes. I wholeheartedly agree. For me, for example, when I was uh, going through the process of realizing I do have priorities and again, it's exactly like stopping by McDonald's that first day, the second day, the third day. If I don't build the habit of asking myself, what is my ultimate goal? How does, you know, the thing that, that I need to address now correlate to my end goal? Uh, I have noticed that my choices as far as spending time with the people around me, with my parents, etc., cetera, um, really, really suffering beforehand. And it's something that I, can't even explain how much uh, how how much value it brought into my life. Um, really prioritizing uh, family time. So yeah, yeah. There's and you know, and the the other thing I left out, which I think is just almost as important as everything, is girlfriends and having my yeah. girlfriend time, right? And having friend time. I think that you know, but that takes work too, right? I mean, all these things um, take work. It doesn't just happen. And it, it is, it's those small steps. I always say this um, in, when I'm coaching anybody, it's the consistency compounds, just like money in the yeah. bank. 
Yes, another book which I love, especially um, to communicate to your subconscious that habits are important, is Atomic Habits. Yes. Yep. Yep. And have you read um, B.J. Fogg's? Um, oh gosh, I, I should have. Uh, it's um, small habits that make ch big changes. It's tiny habits. It's called Tiny Habits. No, you but have I have to read this. It's so good. That's okay. the one. Like. I love atomic habits, but tiny habits, I think to me is one of the most important things. And in my balance program, one of the things that I want people to do is we're going to talking about in mindset is talking about this morning routine and figuring out what that morning routine is for you and writing out your one goal for the day. Like if you just have to have one goal, like what's that one goal? Cause you're going to feel great if you get that one thing done, right? We feel yeah. good and it can, it doesn't have to be big. We always think it has to be big, right? Yeah. To, if, it's, if it's big, then we can celebrate and then we can be good. But we change by feeling good, not by feeling yes. bad. Yes, by reinforcing those loops of, of decisions, a hundred percent. Diana, before we, we end, it's very important for me that everyone who is listening will now be receiving your information from now on and do get that drip of Diana to their, to their, to their subconscious. <laughs> so where are you most active as far as, as, as social media and, and online goes? And uh, where would you like people to, uh, to look for you? So um, Instagram, you can find me at wellandworthylife.com. That's W-E-L-L-A-N-D, worthy, W-O-R-T-H-Y, life.com. Uh, I mean, wellandworthylife on Instagram. And then my website's wellandworthylife. And you can put in your email address and then you'll get my um, weekly emails. I just started a weekly newsletter called the Insider Circle. Um, also, I do have a podcast called Well and Worthy Life also, and a YouTube channel. All, all of it's Well and Worthy Life. You can't miss me. <laughs> Sound great. So, Deanna, I, I really enjoyed our conversation. Oh, really enjoyed. And I think what we can do is kind of revisit that and, and talk about specific habits, specific things that we can, we can do to improve our life later on and try and build on top of that. Oh, I think that would be awesome. I would think that'd be really great. And I have really, really enjoyed our conversation too. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. And uh, I wish you a much better 2021. It's going to be great. We're yes. I'm convinced it's going to be great, right? Yes. I like low expectations. So the bar has been lowered. and. Um, we are we are up for an amazing year, especially if we make those good decisions on a daily and, and hourly and, and minute basis. Exactly. So thank you, Diana. Thank you. Uh, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. All right. Take care.